0: Welcome to the Bill Kelly Podcast, critical discussions in critical times. Here's your host, Bill Kelly.
1: Hey, good to have you with us again. This is the Bill Kelly Podcast, critical discussions for our critical times. I'm your host, Bill Kelly. Good to have you with us. Uh, As uh, we mentioned uh, in a a program just a couple of days ago, the Ontario legislature is back to work after taking, well, it seemed like about six months off for the Christmas break. But anyway, they're back at it. And it didn't take uh, Premier Doug Ford too long to step in it once again with uh, some rather controversial comments. And this was, well, not, I guess it was about policy when you think about it. Uh, basically saying that uh, he uh, wants to appoint judges who are like-minded with him. And to that end, he has actually appointed two of his former staff members onto this committee who are are going to select judges. Uh, And we all know, of course, that we don't have enough judges. There's a a huge, huge backlog there of court cases because not enough judges have been appointed. So that's the need. Uh, The way in which he's doing it, again, it seems to be uh, ruffling a lot of feathers, shall we say. And there's some people that are suggesting patronage and so many other words getting tossed around. Uh, Our next guest has some strong thoughts on that, too. He is Richard Brennan. Uh, Retired political journalist that covered Queen's Park and Parliament Hill for the Toronto Star for many, many years. Uh, Badger, great to have you back with us again. Uh, These guys are back to work, as I mentioned in my preamble here. It didn't take Doug Ford too long to get into this. Now, he's been known, as you talked about and written about for so many years. Uh, It's it's not unusual for a politician, especially a premier, to make a statement off the cuff, as he did, because this was a presser. It had nothing to do with this subject. And maybe backtrack the next day and say, oh, no, 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 what I meant to say. But he's doubled down on this.
0: Well, just before we get too far into this, I'll I just uh, tell your your listeners that governments appointing people to committees is not new. No. By any stretch. They, you know, the liberals did it. The NDP did it. They, they put their, you know, their own people, their, their loyal, loyal uh, followers on committees of one sort or another. But, there's a big but there, I'd say he's gone a bridge too far with this. You know, uh, the line that got me the most, Bill, was we got elected to get like-minded people in appointments. No, you weren't. (laughs) No, you weren't elected to that at all. Uh, You're elected to look after health care, social programs, education, you know, all the things that make Ontario a great place to live not to appoint so-called like-minded people to committees so they will come up with uh, like-minded judges and well i i'd hate to see the judge that had was like-minded to uh to doug ford quite frankly but uh, it's just it's you know it's it's just another uh he's a bull in a china shop he's not not subtle at all this wasn't it wasn't good enough to appoint, you know, some some of his favorites to a committee, he has to make it, uh, you know, his, you know, a, a senior, former senior person, his uh, advisor to the chair of the committee that appoints judges. And and he comes out and says, well, look at that, that you know, we want judges that hang them high. Well, it's not that simple.
1: Let's peel back the, uh, the curtain for just a little bit and, and, and expose the, uh, the, the wizard pulling the levers here. Uh, You've covered politics for many, many years. I've covered politics for many, many years. God, I was in politics sometimes. Uh, it's, it's not unusual, and quite frankly, it's, it's almost expected that when a government gets elected, whether it's a conservative or a liberal government, either federally or provincially, uh, yes, oftentimes the judicial appointments oftentimes include people of that same political stripe uh it's you know the liberals have done it federally the liberals have done it here too but there's still a process and and i guess the 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 foundation for all of this richard is there's supposed to be a separation between the judiciary and the legislative branch of our government and basically ford is saying no there isn't i'm king of the hill sounds an awful lot like the guy who's running for president again down south of the border i get to make all the decisions i get to decide who's going to be there that's not the way the system's supposed to work yeah
0: it's it's not the states. We don't elect our judges. and you know, and and the politicians don't get to appoint them directly. You know, they can construct a committee, of course. But that's still supposed to be uh, arm's length from the government. And he's saying, well, no, it's not going to be arm's length. i'm I'm going to you know my words, I'm going to taint this process. I'm going to get judges who are like minded. Well, that is not the way to run a government. That's not the run way to run a judiciary. It's it's simply and totally unacceptable. Again, it's not, like you pointed out, Bill. It's not unusual for people of of you know certain political stripes to get appointed committees and all that. But he's he's making a direct order, you know, or, or indirect. We want judges. You appoint judges who I think are law and order guys. And girls, and I want them to be judges, not some of these bleeding hearts, as he would often refer to them. That's not right. That's not the way, you know, the system works.
1: Well, a couple of things about this, and and I, I don't profess to know a whole lot about law. My, my, my wife's a lawyer, and, and I've, I've known over the years uh, quite a few lawyers and quite a few lawyers who have advanced up to the judicial side or justices of the peace, whatever the case might be. And the process, as you know, is rather arduous. I mean, you, you have to apply. There's a screening process. Uh, you know, you may get 400 people to apply for it. They'll weed that down to maybe 20 or 30. And then you, you go before a committee, a panel, and uh, you get grilled. Uh, and they just decide, OK, who do we think is qualified? Who checks all those boxes? And then that committee will make their recommendations to the attorney general who will make the appointments. That's in a nutshell. That's sort of how the process works. He's basically saying, no, 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 I'll pick them right now. You have, the committee here is really just going to be a rubber stamp. You know, I've got these guys, they're puppets on a string to me, and I'm, these are the ones that I want here. And, and it reminded me, as soon as I saw this story, it reminded me of the Ron Taverner thing, who's his friend, who, of course, was at Metro Toronto, still is a Metro Toronto police officer. Uh, just after Ford got elected the first time, just to remind people, he wanted Taverner to be his OPP commissioner. Uh, and just wanted to do a total end run around the process. Uh, when they did do some evaluation of of Mr. Taverner's uh, qualifications, they said, "Sorry, he doesn't meet the standard." He said, well, change the standards then." I mean, that's that's his mindset. And I thought, okay, he was a rookie premier. He's made mistakes. He's doing the same thing now.
0: Well, Bill, just to uh, to be fair here, for I got it. I got it. Uh, perfectly honest. I was after I retired. I was appointed to the uh, Justice of the Peace Appointments Advisory Committee. Mm-hmm. And I sat on there for a few years. And I'll tell you, and that it's very similar to the judges. It's very arduous. And my I just hope that, all, you know, my heart of hearts, that the people, other people that sit on those committees will, you know, uh, push back and say, no, you're not going to get, you know, uh, judge potential A. Just because they're a hang them high judge. We want somebody a quali- you know, who's qualified. And it is, it is an arduous process. And I, and I think it's a process, hopefully, that will win the day rather than his uh, directive.
1: And again, it's it's I, I know some people are just getting upset about this and say, "Well, there he is stacking the deck uh, with his own people and and And, yeah, we might some people may find that abhorrent, but it's 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 basically ruining the process. Uh, if somebody goes through the process and 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 they are like-minded to Doug Ford and I agree with your assessment, God help us if all the judges were like-minded like Doug Ford, uh, that's fine. But they, you can at least sit back and say, well, they went through the process and 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 they they made the qualifications and they were recommended to the Attorney General. But this this again is uh, just him trying to fast-track all of this stuff, uh, and it, it also uh, and you know because you sat on this committee. Uh, for for justices of the peace, anyway, Ford seems to have a, a, a total lack of knowledge of how the system works. All right, yeah, yeah. hang them, ju- hang them high, judges. Judges don't make the laws in this province. Uh, you know, and and they have to adjudicate over. Things. There there are lawyers, there are crown attorneys. There's a whole process that's involved in this, and and to suggest that judges are letting people out and judges are bleeding hearts is a total misrepresentation of how the system works. Well, he
0: he doesn't understand. I mean, what what he doesn't understand you could fill a dump truck full. Uh, that's that's the problem. We have we have a guy here who's running the province who is not familiar with how the province run. He was, you know, he, by a stroke of luck, he you know, became premier and then premier again. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand education. He doesn't understand healthcare. It's just, he's a bull in China shop. He looks straight ahead and says, here's what I want. He figures a majority government has afforded him the opportunity to do whatever the hell he likes. That's, that's the short of it. And if he wants hang them high, judges, I'm going to have them. You know, I I, I want uh, justice of peace that will, you know, throw give you know give throw everybody in jail uh, until their till their case is heard, uh, or, you know, it's just that's just the way it is. I mean, just as a justice of peace, let me explain this for a second. I know you know this, and I know a lot of people know it. But you know, we always say, and myself included, you know, why did that guy get bail? Whether it's a judge gave it to him or a justice of peace, well you can't remove somebody's freedom at the snap of a finger that's against the constitution you know they 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 for the protection of the public they'll rule that you know this person or that person should sit in jail for a while until their case is heard but the point is there's much thought put into that decision before it's made. It's just not made offhand because the JP or the judge is a uh, hang' them high. No, it's he has to follow the rules. And in the end, let's hope like I say, the procedure and the rules will win the day, not his uh, political uh, you know, rantings about the judicial system.
1: Well, and again, I think it's a rather simplistic point of view for him to simply say, I'll appoint all these judges to, like-minded to him, and that's going to fix the judicial system. It's not. Uh, there are problems with Crown attorneys. We don't have enough people there. As you say, uh, cases sometimes take over a year uh, to come before a judge. Uh, you know, Is is that individual who's charged? And it might not even be a major offense, but I mean, it's a, a certainly a, a criminal offense. Uh, do they have to rot in jail for a year before they even get their trial before they even appear before a judge it's, it's just first of all, we already know that the federal government under Stephen Harper tried to uh, institute similar situations uh, back in the in the mid2000s and the Supreme Court of Canada tossed a lot of that stuff out and said you can't do that. It's unconstitutional. Exactly. Um, and again, which is why that separation between the judicial and legislative branch has to be made strong. Uh, you can't have any bleeding from one into the other uh, because that's not the way the system is supposed to work.
0: Well, again, that's the way he thinks it works and should work. And again, he doesn't, I, I don't think he understands. How the judicial system works. Nor does he care to understand. He figures that you know anybody that commits a crime, or or suggested that they commit a crime, or is accused of committing a crime, uh, should should rot in jail. Well, that's not the way it is. Those people, and you know, uh, regardless of what they've done, they're not they're not found guilty of anything. There's there's guys in uh, in you know Toronto South uh, Detention Center. Who have not been convicted of anything yet, because they're just they're doing dead time. And that's what the, the uh JPs and the courts are trying to avoid is to the best of their ability, is just sending people into jail for no particular reason just because Doug Ford wants them there, uh, to sit in jail when they haven't been convicted of anything. So again, it's it's so simplistic to suggest. That new these judges, he's, he's going to have these judges appointed or JPs appointed and, and they're going to lay down the law. Well, it doesn't work that way. And somebody should sit down, Mr. Ford, and try to, you know, give him a 101, if you will, on how the judicial system
1: works. And, and I know, you know, he's he's hearing the stories about gunfire. And, you know, there's another story in Toronto today. And four or five people got shot last night in, in a Toronto neighborhood. Uh, and then invariably, you're going to say, well, somebody was out on bail or somebody is a repeat offender. Uh, changing the justices is, or, or the judges in this particular case is is maybe part of the solution, but it's not the solution. There's a lot more going on here. And and I'm not suggesting, by the way, because I know people are going to listen to this conversation uh, on the podcast. Oh, that there's a bleeding hearts again. No, it's not it at all. It's it, there, you have to apply the, the law, but you also have to, to use common sense in that application of the law. You can't just say, This is the, what the law says, bingo. I mean, there are, there are going to be variations and some shades of gray. Uh, And Crown Attorneys will tell you that as well. And I think maybe uh, one of the the best examples of the fact that I think Ford's heading down the wrong road here is the outcry. And there has been a huge outcry about this statement is coming not just from defense attorneys, but from Crown Attorneys as well. They're saying, no, 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 no. That's not how you do things. That's only going to make matters worse. Uh, And again, it's a classic example of he's he has not consulted with the people that work in the system uh, when he makes recommendations like this.
0: Yeah, but Bill, he said he was elected to get like-minded people in appointments. <laughs> I, I just, I find that quote so stunningly unbelievable that he thinks he was elected to gerrymander the judicial system. It, 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 is, it is quite appalling, quite frankly. I, I don't know if the man is thinking when he says this stuff or he just is just knee, knee-jerk and he was, Or the Toronto Star exposed the fact that these uh, senior people uh, from his uh, government were sitting on the committee and then he had to he had to respond to it. But to think that he actually believes that he can taint the system to whatever which way he wants it to go is a. is it just flabbergasted me? Basically, I just I don't get it. I, I, he it's but again it's it's not doesn't surprise me.
1: The two people that we're talking about here that the Star uh, exposed it with their, their great research, Robert Benzie and 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 the other staff there that covered provincial politics for the Star. Uh One of them I think is a, is one of Forts. I guess his former chief of staff. The other guy was, and I'm, I'm trying to think of the language now. But essentially, he was the the uh, the business liaison officer. In other words, uh, I'm wondering, and I'm, I'm sure that they're going to do some follow up investigations into this. It sounds as if he was the sort of guy that would deal with developers about proposed developments and highway structures and things like that. And that's the thing that's going before the courts right now. Uh, the RCMP investigation is going on right now, and as as one of the uh, the pundits uh, uh, opined, I guess late last week. Uh, this is a guy that's being investigated for criminal behavior by the RCMP. Is this really the guy you want to trust to make the justice system right in this province?
0: Well, I wouldn't think so. Uh, you know, but his, uh, <laughs> to back up a bit, his, uh, his stock is going up again.
1: <laughs> well, and that's what I wanted to segue into that. So let's, uh, you, you mentioned it. So let's jump right into that. Despite all this. And I, you saw the immediate reaction on, on social media. Ah, uh, this is the one that's going to take him down. Well, we've been hearing that ever since he got elected, he's gone up in the polls. Uh, In spite of all this stuff, uh, he's riding high. Now, I know he's going to look at this and say, see, I was right about this. I I don't know that you can connect those dots right now. But it basically shows what you talked to us about some months ago here. Uh, during their extended Christmas break. Uh that basically he's, you know, his opposite he's running through tall grass. There is nobody stopping him with anything he wants to do. Marit Stales is the official leader of the opposition right now. Uh seems like a nice person. Uh she gets up in question period and 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 talks a lot, but you don't see that strong opposition that any majority government really should have to make the system work. In other words, it comes down to a lack of accountability here.
0: Well and the fact that they're his support that he's getting is eating in the support for the NDP. Yeah. Which you got to give your head a scratch on that one. But, uh, well, they've worked hard to try and appeal to the working class. And uh, it looks like it's paying off. It's There's a lot riding on, uh, you know, Bonnie Crombie's ability to, if when she, when she gets into the legislature and, and, and takes on Doug Ford, to try and turn this around if she, you know i'm not saying that she can or can't do it but there has to be some opposition to this guy I mean, he just he, like he's a bull in a china shop he just figures he can do whatever the hell he wants to do and so to speak you know he, he gets to uh, uh pedal backwards on a few things which he's done uh, i'm i'm just waiting for him to pedal backwards on this one but there's not there's nothing to stop. you know that to stop him no 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 uh guardrails here at all he just he's going down the highway and he's going as fast as he wants to do and he'll do whatever he wants to do and that's to me is not is not democracy that's you know that that's a, a you know it's it's a parliamentary fiefdom if you will and and he's running it that way
1: And and I know there have been, you know, some accusations about, you know, Trump's uh, bombast, you know, that that he wants basically to be a dictator and and run an autocracy. Uh, I wouldn't go that far with Ford yet, but he has to understand that no matter what your your majority is, uh, there's still a system and there are still guardrails and there are still rules. Getting a majority government doesn't mean that the rules don't apply to you anymore. And that seems to be what he's suggesting here with some of the stuff he's come up with.
0: Well, I mean, just, just to change you know change gears a bit here, I mean, you know, they gave a billion dollars to education. Well, that sounds great for three years. But again, he has starved education. And now he's given a billion dollars. Again, here, you want, I'll do what I want. I, you know, I'll give you as much money or as little money as I want. You know, if your healthcare is in a, in a bad system, the education system is in a bad system. Again, we get back to that because... He wasn't elected to gerrymander the judicial system. He was elected to look after the various programs again, that make Ontario a great place to live, not to do the kind of uh you know monkey shine that he's trying to do right
1: now The, the education announcement earlier this week was, was i think a classic example of that, wasn't it? Uh, about a billion dollars. His own panel that he picked. Yeah, to look into this whole situation with education, his own panel recommended more than twice that money, and and yeah, they also you know suggested that there should be an increase in tuition. So he looks like a hero for saying no, I'm not going to increase tuition. Well, the fact that he's not going to increase the tuition makes it even more important that that money should have come forward. They're only getting less than half, half of what what the panel that his own panel recommended. So I mean, is 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 he helping the system or is he really just paying lip service to it by saying, well, I tried. You know, it's he's he does this with the panels, the and he picks his own people. He did that with the housing problem, and Tim yeah. Hudak ran that one a couple of years ago. He's done it with other things, and then he ignores all their recommendations.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Bill do you think I know how I feel about it? Uh, do you think he values education?
1: I don't know, uh, maybe not to the extent that he should. And I'm, I, I, I know, okay, I know he's. You know, it didn't go very far into the system. Did he graduate high school? I know he went to grade 12. I think um, he
0: took one year in college. I'm not a, sure. A couple
1: of weeks in college, according yeah. to somebody that was there at the same time. But be that as it might. Yeah, uh,
0: that's not to belittle the fact that he didn't get it. It's not that, but, you know, there's lots of people I know that don't have a university or college degree that value education.
1: Excellent. Yes.
0: And I'm not so sure that he gets it. And that's troubling.
1: Well, I don't, I mean, let's face it, with this government, any provincial government, but especially here in Ontario, uh, let's face it, the two biggest price tags are education and, and healthcare. care. Uh, and he has no expertise in either one of them. Um, you know, his, his claim to fame, of course, is, is you know, his, the business that his father ran and started, and, and he's taken that over. And I, uh, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment on that. But if you don't know everything, or a lot, at least lean on people that do. And he's not listening to the advice from those people, I mean, well,
0: like you say he made the, you know he, he uh, puts together these committees to advise them and then completely ignores them.
1: yeah, well, I did my you know civic duty i you know i'm 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 a man of the people I appointed a committee well you, you listen to their recommendations then
0: well you know, getting back to the judges, you know you gotta you know you've gotta really sit back and take notice when when the legal community, which knows far more about the justice system than I do says hold on a second what you're doing is wrong so i think you know if that if i was a premier i would say "Mm, maybe maybe i you know i've gone a bit too far on this one but he won't i mean these these are people of you know legal minds are saying that you're wrong what you're doing is wrong you can't take taint the judicial system and he's saying, "Well, well, I can now. Is that is that the kind of leadership, and, and that we that we need right now? I, and well, whether we like it or not, we got it. But he's got to, he's got to. I think at some point somebody has to sit down and in, in, in a rational way and say, you know what, we can't we can't do this. We can't go ahead with this like minded business you're talking about." Sure, we can have our own people on the committee, but you can't be going around telling people that unless you think the way I do, you're not going to become a judge. And, And that is frightening.
1: I, I, yeah, the quote was, I don't want to appoint anybody who's a liberal or an NDP here. Well, that, that kind of tells you how narrow-minded he is when he approaches things like this. The best possible qualified person for one of those jobs might well be somebody who has liberal tendencies. Do you say you're not getting the job simply because you you supported a different political party? I mean, you know, there have been past liberal governments that have have appointed small c, conservative, small-c uh, conservative lawmakers and lawyers to, to positions such as this. Uh, and that's happened at the federal and the provincial. Provincial level. Uh, it, it's, it's a matter of picking the best qualified people. Uh, and, and you know, true leaders and true politicians uh, will look at stuff like this and simply say, OK, uh, whatever the political stripe is, it's not supposed to matter when you're in the judiciary. That's, well, that's not supposed to be a factor.
0: Well, that was our point. That was certainly our point when we sat on JPEC, the Justice of Peace Appointments Advisory Committee, is I didn't give a damn what politics you had. I we I judged you on your ability to do the job, he or she to do the job. Again, I didn't care if you know. And you just look at him. You, you consider all the factors, and you say he or she has what it takes. And it it takes a lot to become a, a justice of the peace. Politics, in my mind, it shouldn't matter, but he he's turned it into that which i think is should give us all pause for thought because that is certainly a change in the way that that things are being done in ontario
1: my concern here is is what's going to happen down the road on this. I mean, if he does you know, stick to this and simply say this is the way we're going to do that, uh, there are going to be challenges, there are going to be legal challenges, uh, court cases that probably should have been expedited are uh, going to get held up in the system. Uh, and you and I both know, because we've talked about this over the years, if if the delays are long enough, a judge is going to haul the guy back in court and say, you're free to go. We we cannot give you uh, a, a fair trial in the allotted amount of time. And, and you know, justice delayed is justice denied. And we've had people that have been released. What we need is a more efficient system, not just boom, hang them, you know, and, you know throw them you know, in jail and lock you know, throw away the key. We don't operate like that. There are some people that may well deserve that, but, you know, let them go through the process to make that evaluation.
0: Well, you you point out though that he's in the you're right so he said we're not we're not going to have NDP NDP uh, supporters or Liberal supporters as judges. Well, right away, if you take that view, then the pool is even smaller, which you know which means even fewer judges available to be picked, or lawyers to be picked for judges. Backlog increases; it takes longer because you don't have the numbers to pull from it's it's going to be chaos quite frankly and i don't think he's given a second thought to that or certainly you know taken a a a moment in his day to say yeah you know that that okay i said that but you know maybe i just went overboard but he'll never say that he'll never admit that he's wrong well he does but he, he does it regretfully let's put it that way
1: well, it's uh, it's 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 making headlines right now, and and as we've mentioned, the concern here is going to be what happens next, and, and how is the legal system going to respond to this, and, and and what kind of pushback is is going to result from that as well. Uh, we've got to leave it there for now. Uh, we're just getting warmed up now into the provincial uh, side of things, and as just a, as a postscript, I guess to our conversation today, uh, the next provincial elections not for a long, long time. Um, and, and, you know, they're riding high in the polls right now, and they may still continue to ride high in the polls. Uh, but Bonnie Crombie's got to start considering a, a, a running in a by-election. Uh, there's a seat open, I think, and she hasn't decided whether or not she wants to throw her hat in the ring there. Uh, but it's getting more and more to the point where she's going to have to get into the ring there if she wants to make a difference. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens and what that does to the dynamic in law legislature. Uh, Badger, always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Great for, uh, conversation today, as always. Uh, until next time, take care, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Hey, Bill, thanks a lot. See you later. You betcha. Richard Brenham, retired journalist who covered Queen's Park for so many years for the Toronto Star. And that's it for this edition of the Bill Kelly Podcast. Uh, spread the word. You can catch us anywhere where you get your best podcasts. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bill Kelly Podcast brought to you by Wizen's Law, personal injury lawyers. Listen, you didn't choose to get injured, but you can choose the right lawyer. Wizen's Law, 905-522-1102 or wizen'slaw.com.